Hi, this is Sarah. And this is Dan. And we'd like to welcome you to a slightly unusual episode of PDPAL. A monthly podcast about all things pediatric palliative care. The views in this episode specifically are ours alone and do not represent our respective organizations, nor do they represent any sort of <laughs> guest or outside opinion, because we are the only people you'll be hearing from today. Importantly, they still do not constitute medical advice. Oh, thank you. Forgot about that. Sarah, what are we doing today? We are three years into PDPAL, and we were looking at the approaching end of the month, and you hit my email up with a compilation of our, I'm going to call it our worst hits. <laughs> you had sort of put together in a desperate bid to create an episode, clips from all of our other episodes, 75 minutes long. I did not listen to it, uh, just to confess right here and now. And <laughs> sort of looked at you and said, why don't we just do a retrospective and talk a little bit, very briefly, about who we are, how this came to be, and what we've learned doing this so far. I would normally be hurt that you didn't listen to my 75-minute compilation <laughs> of every outro that we've ever had for every episode, but I am not offended because I did listen to it, and uh, no one should have to. <laughs> it, it should not be inflicted upon anyone else. To be fair, I think I'm going to try and weave in some of my impressions from listening to this retrospective into this episode. There was something kind of interesting about hearing what we were doing at the very beginning and how it's evolved to this day, three years later. Yeah, we're so used to asking questions. It's going to be very awkward to muddle our way through this today. We may just have to ask each other questions. But how did this start, Dan? We actually met in a waiting area in Boston. We were both interviewing for fellowship at Boston Children's. We had a mutual friend who had told us to watch out for each other on the interview trail. And we met at Boston. Then we met again in Los Angeles on the other side of the country. And we became, you know, two of the three fellows on the West Coast that year. I was at LA, you were at UCSF. And we kept in touch, sort of a little California coalition of <laughs> pediatric fellows, just the two of us. And then we went to AHPM and we sat down and we had tried a couple of other, like, let's do a project ideas. And we went to a Jerry, you went to a Jerry Powell presentation. I think I was no, elsewhere. No, actually, neither of us went to the Jerry Powell presentation. Neither. It was happening. We were both there. It was in Orlando at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center 2019. And Alex and Eric from Jerry Powell did a session on how to podcast. And it was a live episode and it was just packed attendance. And um, neither of us were there. I was at a session on immunotherapy and Sarah, you were at improv. So we missed it because we did not actually think we were going to be doing a podcast. But down the hall from there, after the conference, we were sitting in a lounge just talking about what we had seen and what we had done and the fact that there was a ton of pediatric content at the annual assembly. But and I think you looked at me and said, somebody should do that. And I looked at you and I said, yep, yeah, somebody should do that. And then we, we said that to each other a couple of times over the next year or two. It took a little bit of, I think, self-confidence that neither of us had at the beginning to say, maybe we should do that. And then what should that look like? And we recorded a practice episode where it was just the two of us. We weren't sure what guests would look like. And we recorded a myth-busting episode. It was a tremendous amount of research. We sat down, we created six myths. We made a little bibliography and we read through all the papers and we went through the myths and it created this hour and a half behemoth of an episode that was not very good. <laughs> 
for being honest and then sort of tabled the idea for a while. So, I mean, not to jump the gun, but it seems like we actually have learned something, which is that at the very beginning, we were ready to put out this 90 minute awful episode and uh, were prevented from doing so by outside circumstances. But now having created our 75 minute monstrosity, we decided <laughs> not to use that on our own. So we have learned something as podcasters. The outside circumstances that I think prevented us from doing that episode were COVID, the pandemic. We started to rethink what our podcast could and should be. We had initially envisioned that it would be a kind of virtual learning opportunity, a way to look at the evidence and look at the latest research. And then during the pandemic, virtual learning just became the norm. The norm. Yeah, it was everywhere, right? And all of a sudden, everyone could log in to Grand Rounds everywhere all the time. And so we stopped ourselves and thought, maybe this podcast should be something else. I also think we were both young and early on in our careers, had quite a bit of humble pie just sitting around the house, sort of as we thought about what this should look like, really didn't want it to be about us and our voices, which sounds funny to say now that we are creating this episode today. But wanted to highlight both big names and small names had a lot to say about the field. And really, I I think I'll speak a little to myself. I had started a solo attending job straight out of fellowship. And so I was looking for opportunities to continue to learn and continue to connect and really build a network. And this was my secret opportunity to be able to do so. And similarly, I had started a job as a hospitalist in oncology BMT, and I was not practicing palliative care officially. And so I think similarly, I felt uncomfortable being some kind of authoritative voice about palliative care when I wasn't even in the practice myself. Like, oh, I finished a year of fellowship and here I am. I'm going to tell you about what the myths are in our field. Like that didn't feel right. And like you were saying, I also wanted that connection, right? I was feeling like I might lose touch with the palliative care community um, if I was just going to the annual assembly once a year and otherwise not engaged with palliative care. So I think our motivations were similar in a lot of ways. And it sort of leads us to the biggest thing we noticed. We started to notice some patterns as we talked to people. The biggest thing I think we noticed was that desire for connection was universal. And that question of, are you guys seeing the same challenges I'm seeing? Are you feeling the same way I'm feeling? Are you also running into this? Those are the questions people would ask us before and after we turned on the microphone to record. And we realized that that feeling that had spurned us to make the podcast was actually a surprisingly universal feeling, partially due to the fact that it's a ton of islands. It's a ton of small programs. It's a ton of solo attendings or very small groups. And you've seen one pediatric palliative care team. You've seen one as it goes. But that doesn't help you figure out what pediatric palliative care is as a bigger idea and as a bigger field. Is what we yeah. wanted to explore. And if you had taken the time to listen to my painstakingly crafted compilation <laughs> of 75 minutes of all our outros, <laughs> you would have also, I mean, like one of the things that I am bringing to this from listening to that or from putting that together is that we came back to that theme over and over across <laughs> the three years that we've been doing this podcast. Our outros are pretty regularly like, huh, as much as we were trying to find differences, we actually found similarities. And also people want to connect. Everyone everywhere wants to be part of a community. It does feel more universal than just this is how pediatric palliative care feels, right? When we are taking care of families and let's say they're the only family around with their diagnosis, they're looking for community too. And their version of that is Facebook groups. And it sort of became that our version of that was this podcast. 
Yeah, for sure. This could be a longer discussion, but I think it's worth mentioning. Our podcast has a very interesting symbiosis with the listserv because that's <laughs> another place where there's a lot of pediatric palliative community being generated, right? Like if I think about what does the national community look like, that listserv is an amazing representation of it. You and say sometimes I feel like I say plagiarism, but, but continue. Well, so a symbiosis in a very uh, broad sense, not mutualism necessarily, but parasitism, if you will. We, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we shamelessly suck the blood of the community through the listserv. Like we we troll the listserv looking for interesting conversations that are, ha- that are being had and then send emails to the people who are on the listserv and say, hey, this is really interesting. Do you want to come on our podcast and talk? about it. And I think many of our episodes have had that as their genesis. Additionally, one of the things that we benefited from is the spirit that brought people to this was altruistic. It was creative. We do have the benefit of people who are interested in communication and who are skilled communicators and who take active practice in their communication. And it benefits us greatly as podcasters because there's very little we have to do but poke. And we we get these beautiful, eloquent guests and these beautiful, eloquent responses. I think that's actually really important. And to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain here part of the spiel that we give our guests before we start our conversation with them is that we're going to edit a lot we're going to cut things for content we're going to cut things for time we're going to cut out the silences the ums the ahs you know so that the finished product uh that you're hearing in um you know the finished product that you're hearing as our audience um is not exactly the conversation that we had it's a lot smoother and we say this to our guests you know to put them at ease but I will say, actually, we don't edit that much. Our guests are really skilled communicators. And a lot of times what you're hearing is just the unvarnished beauty of what they have to say. You know, maybe a couple of pauses shortened. But yeah, it's it's really a blessing. Another peek behind the curtain is we are not we have no financial benefit from this podcast whatsoever. And we don't have dedicated time either of us, I don't think. No, we're not funded. It's purely a passion project. It's really something that we just do because we like it. And so so three years in, three years in. Yeah. Let's have this out. Actually, we've never really discussed this. Do you still enjoy this podcast? Um, This is the last episode of PD Pal. We've decided that actually we are. (laughs) Neither of us likes this anymore. And our quality of life has severely diminished because of doing it. So we're done. Goodbye. No, I actually, so the other benefit, and this is something that I was reflecting on as I was listening to all of our outros. One benefit is that I enjoy this. I enjoy the connection. I enjoy meeting people who I otherwise wouldn't meet from literally all over the world. And I have learned so much palliative care from the conversations that I've had with people. It's hard for me to even conceptualize how much of my daily practice is gleaned from conversations that I've had with guests here. And maybe that's a testament to the fact that I didn't learn that much in fellowship and I needed to like, (laughs) I should have known all these things about methadone, but I didn't learn them until I got on. I don't want to make my uh, fellowship director feel bad. That's not actually true. I learned a ton in fellowship, right? It's a one-year fellowship, to your point, right? It's only a year. There's only so much you can learn in a year. You learn from a very small group of people because each program is so small, even amongst the largest. And being a doctor is about lifelong learning, right? Isn't that the, the old saw that everyone brings up when you're a med student? But then that is another thing we noticed is there's a tremendous amount of imposter syndrome amongst folks 
because A, it's only a year of fellowship because B, you continue to learn so much after. I feel like I learned the most that I learned at any point in my life during that first year as an attending because it's so stylistic and you leave with one style. You notice that different people have other styles. You start to, there's a tremendous amount of imposter syndrome. It's almost the norm and the expectation. And I know that the concept of imposter syndrome is more controversial than it used to be. And people have written all sorts of things about it, but it's something that we noticed. Definitely. I think that plays interestingly with the other theme of the way our field is still a young field. Like a lot of what we talk about on the podcast isn't backed up by the greatest evidence in the world. We don't have years or decades of randomized controlled trials backing up what we do in pediatric palliative care. In our cannabis episode, uh, in the outro to our cannabis episode, which was trivia, the longest outro that we did. We talked for uh, five minutes, five whole minutes at the end of that episode. One of the things we talked about is how the evidence base for medical cannabis is still really growing and we don't have a lot of research yet. And also like everything else in pediatric palliative care doesn't have a whole lot of research behind it. It's a growing field, it's a growing body of research. But I wonder how that interacts. And I think it does interact with the way practitioners feel in this work. Other common threads we noticed people as the field is young and we are trying to grow say yes too much. This is a common thread. People have a hard time saying no who go to this field, whether or not that's the bleeding heart aspect or the knowledge that you have to be, as you have said before, maintain a specific amount of popularity to be invited to the table. People feel that they have to prove their worth in a way that seems amplified in pediatric palliative care compared to other specialties. Yeah, for sure. Among the people we've talked to in this community, many of us do feel like we need to keep proving our worth. We need to keep making ourselves popular and liked and accepted. And that, that seems universal. That was that came up in our international episodes when we talked to people mm-hmm. outside of the U.S. Everyone it came up was in trying. Episode. Yeah, it came up in the FTE episode we've trialed and failed to create a couple of times that someday we will make. That footage is still in the archives. I think that might be our legendary lost episode. We uh, that was you remember the hard drive crash. Great hard drive crash of 2022. What? Yeah. Like I don't know how we would end this episode because we're always learning, therefore we're always reflecting. Therefore, where do we go next? So maybe what? Maybe we can say what are our goals for 2024, Pete? I love goals. We're in palliative care, so we do want this podcast to be responsive to the needs of the community, and the community is all of you who are listening. Maybe this is an invitation to anybody who's listening, who has ideas, who wants to help shape the future of PDFL, to please shoot us emails, shoot us. I think we just have email, actually. I don't think Twitter is much of a platform anymore. But Yeah, no, our account is still there, but we're really not active. So if you have ideas or questions or comments, email us. The other thing, as I'm thinking about this, one goal that I have for the coming years, something again that came up a few times in my retrospective review of all the episodes, uh, which you still have and you could still listen to. It's really educational. Um, <laughs> a number of times we said, we want to invite these guests back. We want to talk to them when this is more developed, when there's more research, when the field has changed. And so that is something I want to do, actually. I would like to revisit the topics that we have talked about and talk about them again because the palliative care world does change pretty fast. And neither of us has been in this field for all that long, but you know, we have a little more experience under our belts practicing than we did when we first started this practically right out of fellowship. So I think we're in a different place now. Uh-huh.
Thanks for listening. Our theme song is provided by Kevin McLeod. You can follow us on Twitter, where our username is at PDPal. You can find the notes for this podcast and all of our episodes on pdpal.org. If you'd like to submit thoughts, objections, or ideas for future episodes, please reach out via the email on our website. This has been PDPal. We'll see you next month. Sarah, what are our take-homes from um, this episode? No. The whole episode is <laughs> a take-home. Don't do that. You're just looking for that 76th minute to add to your trophy. <laughs> Frankenstein monster. Monster.